0: Hi My name's Kimberley and I'm founder of Casey Consultancy, which is an international hub for supporting early years teaching, training and inspiration. And with all the work that I do, I'm really passionate about empowering early educators to be the very best version of themselves. So welcome. You're joining me today for my very first podcast. And I don't know how it's going to go. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never done this before. Um I'm currently in my new house and I'm trying to deliver our podcast today from the spare bedroom because we've got workmen working away around the house. So um, yeah, it's very sort of rustic and authentic, I would say, this podcast, but that's what I want it to be. I don't want it to be a polished, pristine um, version of something. I want it to be just, just me and hopefully you'll get to know me and and get to know what I'm passionate about and what inspires me. So, As I talk away today all about Hooga, which is going to be our focus, I do have my two little orange cats currently nudging away at me, Um, Jasper and George. They're very inquisitive, and I think that they would quite like their own little bit of fame. (laughs) They're always very intrigued about what's going on, and if I'm ever on the phone or doing a live webinar, they always want to come and join in. So I thought it was only right that I introduce them as well. So, today we're going to be talking all about the phenomena that's sweeping the nation, which is known as huga. And we're going to talk about what it is, how I discovered it, and how it's influenced my personal life, but also my teaching and leadership as well. And over the next few weeks, I'm hoping that this weekly dose of, of huga will inspire you as well. And maybe give you a, a little bit of food for thought with some things that you might want to try in your own life well so let's get started so what is Huga? do you know i heard somebody talking about it on the train the other day and they were like "Huga, is that from harry potter is that something that hagrid makes in the pot and i had a little giggle to myself <laughs> um that's definitely not hygge, but what hygge is, is it's the Danish approach to living that focuses more on living more in the moment and appreciating feelings of warmth, being cosy and very, very comfortable. And it's all about a feeling. It's not something that can easily be translated directly into words. It's all about just identifying the way that you feel and the emotions that you get through doing certain day-to-day activities. So for instance, if we're thinking about how we might experience hygge, we've often experienced it without even realizing it. For example, if you're having a hot chocolate on a snow day and you're just sat by the window watching the snow come down, that's a perfect feeling of coziness and comfort. Or maybe you've been out for a lovely walk with your friends and family, you've wrapped up really warm, you've wandered through the forest, and then you get back and you cook a lovely casserole dish together and enjoy the company, maybe some good wine. You enjoy a lovely pudding of, oh, I don't know, apple crumble and custard, and you just feel wonderful. You've got that warm glow. That is is definitely hygge. And we can try and pop some of the hygge feelings of comfort and cosiness into our home as well by taking some of the inspiration from the Scandinavian interiors that we see on programmes like The Bridge or The Killing. Um, So we're looking at having things in our home like The Fireplace which often I think in England we place our fireplace right in the centre of the room but if we look at more traditional Scandinavian interiors we see that the fireplace is actually placed um, more off to the uh, right or left of the room and it isn't such a focal point like we have Um, it's there to give heat and it's purposeful but it's not the main focus of the room like we have we also want to create some really lovely cozy spaces so we can do this by having different textures, layering froes and blankets, thinking about adding some um, rugs, especially if you've got a wooden floor. You might have noticed if you've uh, been on Pinterest perhaps looking at some inspiration for your home that often Scandinavian apartments and homes have wooden flooring throughout. And they often see having carpet as as clutter, which is an interesting thought for us. So yeah, trying to create that warmth through having a rug instead. And thinking about the types of colours that you've got as well. They tend to stay away from bright primary colours or harsh colours and go for more neutral, calming, earthy earthy tones, maybe with a little bit of an accent colour, so we see lots of white, lots of greys, but then the warmth is brought in with the amber tones, maybe a little bit of blue as well, just to try and, um, you know, bring in that cosiness into what we're looking at. When we're thinking as well about our interiors, we want to be bringing in some nature, bringing in some plants, having maybe some fish, or bringing in some vases with stones in them, um, and just trying to embrace nature as much as we can. Um, often the Scandinavians spend long periods of their time over winter inside, but they want to keep that connection with nature still going. so having your house plants really supports that um, Memories and memories and bringing back those nostalgic feelings of being together is something high on the hygge agenda as well. So having furniture that's maybe old, maybe having a dining room table that's been inherited from an older member of the family, where you've got lots of lovely uh, feelings about how families have gathered around this table for years and years, creating all those lovely Sunday roast memories. Having photographs in frames, reminding you of the wonderful time you went to the seaside in the summer and you collected shells on the beach or thinking about um, when you had a barbecue with your friends one summer evening and really holding on to those lovely memories that you had. Lighting is the next thing I want us to look at. So lighting and letting as much natural lighting as possible is great for the body. It really helps to make us feel happier. And so we want to try and make the most of natural light, you know, opening those curtains and blinds. But then also when we can't have natural light, try to stay away from the big main lighting that we have in our room and going more for little table lamps, fairy lights, twinkly lights on twigs and in vases filling um, a jar that you might have biscuits in, <laughs> taking the biscuits out and adding the twinkling lights into them and just creating that warm glow by adding it onto your windowsill. Maybe hanging in your window some lovely paper decorations with lights inside them. These can be seen around Scandinavia all year round and are not just saved for Christmas time. So have a think about how you could maybe add some more lighting into your room um, it might be through candles as well. Um, you know, Norway and Denmark are the biggest consumers of candles in the world. And I've actually just got back from Finland and oh, I did treat myself the most beautiful handmade candle. It really is gorgeous. I'll send you a picture across with this podcast so you can see what it looks like. But I got so much joy from buying it and imagining how it's going to look when I light it um, on my lovely new candle plate as well. So it's all about, with your interiors and experiences, gaining that comfort and familiarity. And there really is no need to feel that you have to spend lots of money buying expensive items or going out for, you know, really um, expensive meals. The feeling of hugar is achieved when we're with somebody that's important to us and we can't spend an amount of money trying to create this. We get it through just tuning into the moment and being really present. So when we're thinking about what isn't Hugo, Hugo isn't when we're just spending lots of time staring at our phone and not really experiencing that moment of time that we're in. We want to be present and we want to be enjoying the conversations of those around us. huga isn't spending lots of time alone either. So You don't find Danes on their own in in their house in the middle of winter. You find them organising evenings where they might get friends together to play board games and have a good laugh, or perhaps um, they set up a knitting club or a hobby club um, to keep them busy on a cold winter's evening. The feeling of Hooga has achieved when we're together and we're with others and that's when we feel that increased level of happiness Um, and hookah isn't lots and lots of clutter i know we can all be so guilty of this when we just collect things and we we find it hard to let go of precious items but actually they have a way of thinking about the types of things that we keep and things that we don't and It's all about having a sorting system in place. And one of our future podcasts will look at clutter and look at how you can organize your home and your classroom more effectively to avoid that clutter bug. And as I touched on earlier, who care isn't about expensive cars and designer handbags. It's all about equality and that no one person is better than anybody else. So if you're walking around Denmark, you won't see lots of expensive cars whizzing around you won't see lots of um, people carrying their designer handbags or branded clothes there's very much an equality feeling here and so um yeah we want to try and promote that really with what we do and that also leads into with us not following that latest trend. So huga has been around since the 1800s. That's when the word first featured in the Danish language. And it's here to stay, it isn't just a fad, even though it might seem like it at the moment, with all the images on Pinterest and hashtags that are being used around social media, it's not. A fad and it's not a trend especially in the scandinavian countries it's their way of living and so they're not constantly jumping from the latest trend to the next they're really just enjoying the moments that they've got and as i've touched on it really is linked to those improved levels of happiness and it's helping people to to feel more appreciative and optimistic and um, so When we're thinking about hygge, we're actually tuning into what we're grateful for as well. And something that I try and do every day in my personal life is I have a gratitude journal. And I start every single day with my gratitude journal, thinking about things that I'm happy for, things that I'm grateful about. Some days it might be harder than others, but I always try and think of at least three things. Um, So it could be as simple as enjoying a lovely fresh cup of coffee in the morning getting up before everybody else and enjoying the quietness of the house. It might be the fact that on your way to work that morning, you've noticed the daffodils are poking through the soil and you're excited about spring being on its way. And research tells us that the more we acknowledge the things that we're grateful for, the increased levels of happiness it brings us as well. And it helps us to be a more optimistic person So this is a really good thing for you to do each day as well. You might not do it about your personal life. If you're really struggling with work at the moment, why not get to work five minutes earlier and spend five minutes thinking about why you appreciate your job? Is it that it's giving you um, the freedom by giving you money to do the things that you gain happiness from? Is it that your, your job fills you with so much happiness when you see children get things for the very first time, when that light bulb moment happens, start collecting those down, pop them into your journal. And we know that when we feel sad, we, we often think, oh, this is a terrible thing. But actually, research tells us that we have to have moments of sadness because it allows us to actually feel the greater joy in life. And we only have to think about Monday mornings and that dread that we can often have in our tummies. But actually having Monday mornings allows us to really appreciate and get excitement Friday nights. And something that I've learned lots about um, is the positive way of thinking and turning a bad thing around that they naturally seem to do in Scandinavia. Um, So yes, Places like Iceland and Norway and Denmark have really harsh winters. And, you know, we can, we can think about winter and think, oh gosh, it's such, such a dark, cold evening. But actually what winter allows us to have is those moments of coziness on an evening. So we can get home from work. We can take a lovely hot bath with a nice bath bomb. We can light the candles, we can gain that feeling of coziness and we can snuggle down with a book or a lovely, warming, um, heartful meal. And we can take enjoyment from that and turn that negative around and turn it into a positive. And if we look at the Icelandic motto in life, it's that everything will work out okay in the end. We all have setbacks but we can actually be the best version of ourselves if we invest in our own self-care. And you only have to look at Iceland as a country. It's set in such a harsh land, you know, really cold, brutal winters. But look at what they've created as a country, some wonderful artists, philosophical thinkers, and more recently, some wonderful football players as well. But they're showing that, you know, we might have setbacks, but everything will work out, work out okay in the end. And I really like that way of thinking. And I guess it ties in really well with um, British hiker Alfred Wainwright, famous for completing so many walks in the, um, uh, I can't think of the word, (laughs) which is crazy when I walk here all the time, um, the Lake District. So um, Alfred Wainwright came out with a wonderful saying that there's no such thing as bad weather, weather, just bad clothing, which is so true, isn't it? We can get wrapped up in the warmest of layers and go outside and experience all the elements of the seasons and just be present and be in the moment. Um, When I was in Finland last week, the temperature dropped to as low as minus 18 and We could have just had the mentality of, oh, we're not going outside today. It's it's going to be too cold. We're not going to enjoy it. We're just going to get cold hands and cold bodies. But actually we wrapped up, I think I had about five layers on, two hats. I actually had two pairs of gloves and hand warmers. And I got outside, we went snowshoeing, and it was just amazing. We experienced the most beautiful of scenery. And we took some time to warm up um, at one of the lovely warming huts that they have available for everyone to use. We sat by the fire, we grilled some sausages, we chatted away to the locals, and we had the most brilliant day in the harshest of of climates. Um, You know, it started snowing and blizzarding at one point. But it was fine. We just made our way to a really lovely little coffee shop and we ate pastries and had hot chocolate. And it was all about finding those lovely cosy moments, no matter what's going on around you. And you might be saying, well, how does hygge, you know, actually link to happiness in terms of research? Well, every year there's a world happiness report that's created by looking at 156 countries and ranking their levels of happiness and looking at what makes them happy. And we can see that for the last um, 10 years, Norway, Denmark, Iceland and Switzerland have consistently been at the top positions in these charts. Last year in 2018, it was actually Finland that topped that chart for, the, for being the world's happiest country. And we can see that all of these countries, all of these Scandinavian countries, adopt this hugar way of living. And so we're learning that it really is leading to increased happiness. And for me, I discovered hugar during a time in my life when I was really struggling. I was working as a, an early years teacher and a senior leader in school and I was um, finding myself feeling very overwhelmed, very anxious, full of lots of self-doubt, feeling like can I actually do my job well? You know how it creeps in and it the more you kind of think about it the worse it gets and I just felt that my time was so overscheduled. I didn't have any time for myself. Um, I was giving up my weekends to try and do more work because I was just not getting everything done that I needed to in my day at work. So I was kidding back on the amount of time that I was spending with friends and family. And physically, my skin had gone a really gray sort of yellow tone my hair was starting to fall out. I was feeling exhausted all of the time. Um, I was just not eating very well either. I was, I was getting into a really vicious cycle of sort of coming in from work, feeling tired, grabbing something quick to eat, and then needing more energy as the, as the evening went on. So I would go for things like fizzy drinks or chocolate, because I felt that that would give me a boost that I needed to keep me awake and then i'd go to bed and i wouldn't be able to sleep um so i would be surviving on very limited sleep and drinking coffee during the day to try and keep me going so it was a really vicious cycle and i decided that i couldn't keep going like this it just wasn't good it was killing some of the relationships that were really important to me at the time and it was just not good at all so i took some time out from my job I actually handed in my my letter of resignation, which was a huge jump. And I took some time to travel around Scandinavia, and I spent some time living with one of my friends, Rangnil, who um, helped me appreciate the Norwegian and Danish way of living. And she just showed me that we need to invest in ourselves and we need to give ourselves time to breathe during the day and spending this quality time with her and her family just allowed me to appreciate that there was more to life than living for the holidays and living for the weekend and that I needed to find joy in every single day just like she did. So I started taking lots of the ways of living that I discovered back into my life and I did start teaching again and I found that By investing in myself and having a really good breakfast at the start of the day set me up perfectly for what I needed to do. I found that investing in my own self-care through meditation, through having my gratitude journal, also helped me have a more positive mindset. And then I started to think about the Scandinavian interiors that I'd seen while I was out there. And I thought, do you know what? When I look at my early years classroom, it is so cluttered. And it isn't the calm space that I want for myself and for the children. So I started to remove some of that clutter. I started to add more things like cushions and rugs and plants into the space. I turned off the main ceiling lights that would often give me migraines. And I went for more lamps and fairy lights and twinkly lights. I created cosy spaces for children to sit and chat. Um, And I just found all of this to have a really positive impact, not only on myself and my team that I was working with at the time, but the children too. And so I decided that I needed to share some of these ways of living and working with others. And I started to um, give up my time to support more teachers that were feeling in a similar way as I had. And also um, providing um, free training sessions as well to others, just so that they could come and learn more about hygge and learn about my, my experiences as well a bit. And what I found was really amazing people were telling me that they'd really lost their love for teaching and learning. But when they discovered Huga, it transformed the way they felt it ignited their passion again for their work. And they realized that they didn't have to do things the way that they always had done them in the past. And that change was actually a good thing and a really positive thing. And so I then, um, began to work with with others to develop this hygge accreditation so that we could really try and give you as educators something that would allow you to invest in yourselves creating that perfect blend of self-care and well-being for you as an educator but also giving you something that you could give back and put into your teaching and learning to create and ignite you and give you that spark and so that's that's my journey and that's why i've decided that i needed to really prioritize Hugo in my life and my teaching and i'm hoping that by sharing some key ideas with you it can give you a little bit more happiness and joy in your day as well and so over the next few weeks our injection of podcast is going to look at different aspects of hygge We're going to be looking at some of the research about the different elements that contribute to a happy lifestyle. We're going to be thinking about some simple changes that you can make to your home, to your classroom, to your setting, even to the way that you might lead as an early years manager. um, To to really help with your team and bring in that love and that kindness too into your day and for you. And I'm just going to finish really. By thinking about the the view of the oxygen mask, so you know when you're on an aeroplane, and before you set off on your journey, you have the whole health and safety talk, and they they talk a lot, don't they, during that about how you must make sure your own oxy- your own oxygen mask is fitted first before you go and help somebody else. Well, that's what I want you to think about when it comes to your teaching. You can't do the job that you want to do well if you're not looking after yourself and you're not investing in yourself. So you need to fit your own oxygen mask before you can help your children. And when I'm talking about self-care, it's not just about booking into, um, you know, the spa, you know, having a hair appointment, but it's about doing simple everyday things like admiring that the beautiful flowers in the window it's about giving yourself time to have a shower with some lovely peppermint oil that's going to invigorate your senses it's little things little tweaks that we can make that's going to bring you joy so that you start loving every single day and stop living just for the weekend and just for the holidays but you find something to be excited about and things that are going to make you happy every day because that's what we need to live for. We need to live for today and stop saving our best napkins, our best dresses just for the weekend, but live for today. So I hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast. It's just a completely new experience for me as well doing this but i'm just so eager to share with you my passion for hygge my passion for empowering you so hopefully you've enjoyed it do let me know any feedback um my cats have both walked off now hopefully that's not a bad sign that they've just got a bit bored of me rambling on (laughs) um and hopefully they uh, they've just gone to be inquisitive with what the workmen are doing But thank you so much for giving me this chance to just share with you my passion and I hope you join me again next week.